0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Been with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists, but today we got a special show for you. From time to time, we bring on legends on our show, and you know anybody that knows the Gatlin Brothers knows Rudy and his brothers and all that. that they formed 65 years ago. Can you believe that? This year makes the 65th anniversary uh, of, the sh- of the group. I mean, of Steve, Rudy, and Larry. I mean, it's. Really awesome. And we're proud that we have Rudy on today to represent the Gatlin Brothers. So Rudy, are you here?
1: I'm here, Chris. How you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm doing good. And Sandy, are you here? Yes,
1: Make I sure am here. here. Okay. I miss Sandy.
0: <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How y'all doing? So as we get started
1: here. Oh, well, we're, we're doing, doing great. great. How about you? I'm fine. Hanging in there like your buddy, you know. <laughs> It's a crazy yeah. time, but we just roll with the punches and do what we can, where and when we can, you know, so oh, yeah. um, we've had a lot of things. And
0: that's where I always like to start with the elephant in the room is, you know, going through this whole COVID stuff. What are some things that y'all are doing to help us all get through this?
1: Well, we put a couple of videos uh, on Facebook right when this thing's happened, like help me
0: which mm-hmm. is,
2: you know, Lord help me
1: walk another mile on the mile. Yeah. And the light at the end of the darkness. And mm-hmm. uh, didn't do anything after that. I think Larry posted a few things, and I posted, I think, a few comments and this, that, and the other. But just trying to hang in there uh, like everybody. And then we, we had our live stream show July 25th from the Franklin Theater, and uh, mm-hmm. it went really well. And a lot of people wow. were just like, oh, thank you for doing that. We've. We've been needing not only some entertainment, live Mm -hmm. entertainment, but we've been Uh needing, you know, uh, you know, just to feel. It it made us feel good, made us smile, and great stories and great songs and. Yes. So that's what we've been doing. Just, uh, I wish we could. Most of our dates have been rescheduled to next year. We've got a few dates in the fall and Christmas, but they may (coughs) go away. So. Hey, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Yes. You know. Right. Hanging there, we just got to hang tough. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, like, for us, you know, when we, first, we actually originally, we actually launched this, sh- this show January 3rd of this year, and we kind of set a goal to do, like, 80 to 100 interviews. I thought, that, hey, that'd be great, first year, 80 to 100 interviews. And then COVID happened, and I remember telling Sandy, you know what, this is our time to shine because artists are going to need a place to talk, especially rising artists. They're trying to get their name out there because that's what our main show is about, rising artists, but we'd like to bring legends on, too, from t- time to time. But I was like, people are going to need a place to talk. And I was like, you know, this is t- our time to shine. And because of that decision, you are now our 177th interview since Oh, my early. goodness.
1: Y'all are getting after it, aren't you? <laughs>
0: yeah. that's
1: <laughs> right
0: This month, <laughs> this month <laughs> based on the numbers right now, um, I mean, we only got half the month booked. But if we stay yeah. – if we book the second half of the month like we did the first half, we will probably be close to 50 interviews this month alone.
1: Okay. You do it every day, right? Yes. Twice a day. Twice, Twice a day. A day. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, we've got a lot to Next say. Is. You might need another show. You might need yep. three or four more shows. Who knows?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can tell you all I, there you I, go. I can,
1: Well, I can't tell you everything I know or in the uh, short amount of time we had, but I can tell you some of it.
0: Yeah. That sounds good. <clears throat> because, you know, you've been around the in industry for years and all Since that. Since the earth cooled. Um, <laughs> right after the earth cooled, I was
1: born. And we started singing together. Oh, wow.
0: You sang with Jesus,
3: huh?
1: Well, we did. Just right after. Yes, we did. The disciples. and Oh, we're ancient. But we're still healthy and still love what we do. So we're going to keep doing it. Plus, we oh, need that's money. Right.
0: Now, what do you think is, you know, as you know, you've probably seen so many people come and go, and I'm talking even people that's done great things and come and go. What do you think y'all have done to help you last through all these? I mean, 65 years, that's just, wow, you know?
3: <laughs> well,
1: uh, a good question. As far as radio goes, they—they they, we don't, we're not lasting, you know, we... we We're still around in that we can do some TV every now and then, and thanks to the Internet, we get Mm -hmm. some stuff out there to let everybody know you're still doing stuff. And some people still (laughs) say, are y'all still singing? And I'm going, man, are you living under a rock? I mean, we've got a Twitter account (laughs) and Facebook and Instagram, and we've done some, you know, mainly we've done some Fox TV and not Mm -hmm. any major network TV in a while, but, you know, we're still out there. Uh, But uh, we've just been blessed of now I'm hoarse today, but I usually. <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm a little raspy right now. I I'd hate to have to do a <laughs> show later on, but the throat's been in great shape, mm-hmm. so we're still healthy and enjoy what we do. So we're going to keep doing it till we die. You know, <laughs> oh, gonna, well, we're going we,
0: we'll,
1: we will cut <laughs> by which we.
3: Uh-huh. Go,
0: mm-hmm. no, go ahead. What's funny? Yeah, what, what's funny about that? What you just said about the horse throat. I guess about two or three days ago. When we started doing two shows a day, all of a sudden I'm like, I can't really breathe. Like my throat hurts, and and I'm there like, now it's causing me to get hoarse throat because doing so many interviews, I'm not used to this. And and then I see on Facebook that Michigan says if you've got a sore throat, you've got to um, quarantine. And I'm sitting there thinking, thank God I don't live in Michigan.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. Oh wow, nice place. <laughs> but, well, they you know, they mean they mean well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some things that, you know, tell us a few stories, That, that crazy things that's happened to y'all through the years, good, bad, and ugly, it don't matter. Yeah. You know, we'd love to just hear some things that's happened that's, to y'all.
1: Oh, God, the Lord, there's been so many. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when you're, we've been members of the Grand Ole Opry for 45 years. Wow. Dottie West, you know, brought Larry wow. to town and, put us mm-hmm. on the Opry singing ooh Oz with her and then we went in the studio and and she paid for our uh our uh, fee to get into after so we could do the sessions you had to be a member oh, of the, wow. mm-hmm. the federation of television she put up the thousand bucks because i had about twelve dollars on me and uh, <laughs> and then she said you're gonna make 90 bucks this session singing and you're we're gonna do t- that twice and i went I'm going to make $180 today singing? She said, yeah. I went, I think I'm going to like show business, you know, because it took <laughs> a week. It took two weeks to make $180. Uh, Back, you know, mm-hmm. working regular, And now I'm going to make it in a day singing? What? <clears throat> and, you know, doing some dates with Johnny and June Cash. Uh, mm mm-hmm cutting hit records and uh, that process is a wonderful process of making records I told somebody the other day there's there's making babies and then there's making uh. records that's one and number two <laughs> I'll just leave it at that that's how good it is uh, wow. and then singing, traveling and you know singing on Johnny Carson and when uh, you were the only musical act on TV at 11 o'clock at night many years ago oh yeah mm-hmm. There weren't any other entertainment shows or any kind of shows mm-hmm. like that a long time ago. So that was a that was a big big deal to do Carson.
0: Wow.
1: And mm-hmm. uh, wow. gosh, you know, TV doing all TV specials and just meeting the people that we've met through the years. I mean, good lord, I don't know what I thought of Barbara Mandrell did her show and when she had an NBC. Major primetime TV show in, in 82.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then doing the hee haw shows that they're they're rerunning. So I get a rerun check. That's great. Love those reruns checks.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, uh-huh. Bus breakdowns. You know, we had buses, and when you have buses, you'll have, you know, transmissions go out, and you'll have to push mm-hmm. the bus every now and then. And the air conditioning <laughs> will go out. And, <laughs> oh, you know, that's always fun times. And, uh, but gosh, Especially through it all, summer. had a blessed life.
0: <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of grinding that goes around, goes on in the music business. And would you, would you say that it's harder now to make it than it was in your day?
1: Probably because there's so many. It used to be that. <clears throat>
0: that's uh, one thing each, we've noticed.
1: It used to be that our, the record companies here there were maybe what, five or six major record companies. Now you think about this. And they had an A&R person, and they got together, not just the artist uh, and repertoire uh, person, but the vice president and people in charge got together. and But they would pick two, maybe three singers that they were going to push that year. And they'd put their efforts money-wise and promotion-wise, behind those two or three. Oh, my God, There's, there are like two or three before noon and on each of the record <laughs> companies, however many there are now. Uh-huh. It's just that because mm-hmm. of the Internet. But it used to be just radio. Yeah. Before MTV mm-hmm. and all that, and before a lot of people weren't doing TV, major TV, it was just radio, country radio. Yeah, and that was that the hit record, and that's still a big deal. Hit records still the name of the game, I think. But there are a lot yeah. of people that get. Uh, I say I, I tell people, well, the good news is you can get a uh, make a record, and you can get a CD, and you can get a website, and you can get a fan club, <laughs> and a publicist, and a you know, uh, you can get some guys to play with and you can do some dates on the road, or do, make and and boy, you just Getting after it, and but the bad news is, so can everybody else. So yep. who's the gatekeeper? Yeah. Who determines? And there's so many charts now: iHeart mm-hmm. chart, mm-hmm. the Billboard chart, the I mean, <laughs> the Yahoo chart. I mean, it, the Billboard used to be, and I think still is the, you know, the uh, mother of all mothers of of, of charts. Mm-hmm. I mean, record charts. But uh, maybe there's some others that are popped up that people pay more attention to now. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier. A, now, but a lot harder. A lot, a lot easier to do it, but a lot harder to, you know, separate yourself from.
0: I love what else. you said there because that's what I always try to tell people. Because of the internet and social media, it's easier to get notice, but harder to create traction. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, and then and then nowadays it's a double-edged sword because um, record labels, you, you know, used to like you know, you could walk into a record label. And if, and sing for them. If they liked you, they could sign you on the spot. Now you walk in. If you ain't got a following, you can forget it. They're not. Yeah. You know, they're not. Even Gabby. I remember we, we heard a little bit of Gabby Barrett's story, and um, she was talking about that w- when she came off as number three on Idol. That she, I guess, she talked with um the the um label she's with now and they basically said okay when you do this many spins this much this this much that we will sign you so she actually right. had to go out and create this buzz before they would even consider it
1: yeah and i can see their point of view i mean it's like they may like it but they they they're thinking well, nobody else is going to like it so mm-hmm. know, we have to have some proof and uh what they used to do back in the you know long time ago they would do some marketing uh uh, well what do you call those uh, it's a big word I can't think of it right now whatever it is I'm trying to think of <laughs> some sampling you know and they'd get a group mm-hmm. of people together and play some records uh, play two or three records and pick which one is your favorite and that's, that'd be the single you know mm-hmm. so uh, they did that is uh, a limited amount back a long time ago but uh, you know I understand them if all If everybody liked it, well, let's go with that one. If nobody liked it, well, (laughs) I like it. I'm the record producer,
3: the
1: the guy in charge, but the fans are the ones that are going to buy this stuff, and that's a whole different animal now is buying it Mm -hmm. versus giving away free or, uh, you know, Hmm. we've gotten away from the model of, uh, you know, I hate to see it kind of go to where it's gone and that we're giving music away for free.
3: And, and it's then hurt hopefully the they'll industry.
1: like it and then come see us and pay you in concert. It used to be that you'd, you know, go do the show and you might make a little bit, but they'd go out and buy the record the next day. So
3: that's all right. Mm-hmm. That's the
1: way it goes.
0: You know, I remember when we, we um, interviewed Joe Kelly because we do a show called State of the Music Business Podcast. We bring on professionals on the executive side of music yeah. to talk about the business side. And I know when we interviewed Joe Kelly, he said uh, he was talking about that. And, and I asked him, you know, with all these streaming services, you know, when you talk to fans of music, you always – you, ask, and I've done this where I talk about the buying of music. I'm, like, I ain't, I'm never buying again. And I asked him, what do you – I said, how do we change that perception or do we? And Joe was no. like, oh, that ship's been sailed. It's over. Yeah, there is no that you know because if if you think you're gonna live off buying of music, because you might as well leave the industry.
1: Right. No, they're not gonna. But there was a time, oh boy, and that was a that was what was so wonderful about the record business. Not everybody had Mm -hmm. a record. It was a very special deal. So when people Mm -hmm. when artists came out with records, it was like wow this must be really good because they have a oh,
3: record wow. deal. And
1: it used to be a big deal to have a record deal and <laughs> uh, people buying your music. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's a whole different deal with the streaming and all that. So I don't know. I, I haven't paid too much attention to it. I, it left me <laughs> years ago. and There's, I know so little about it anymore, but.
0: Uh, Y'all just do yeah. y'all's thing.
1: Yeah, we, we've thrown a few CDs out there and. You know, Gospel According to Gatlin. Well, the uh, Pilgrimage album, gosh, that's been 11 years ago. And then the Gospel According mm-hmm. to Gatlin two or three years ago. And we may work on a tribute uh, album in the near future. But, uh, you know, we still like mm-hmm. going in there and doing it and making records.
0: It's making yep, music. I love that. Art. And y'all have and y'all done it for so long in that way. Now, you know, I'm sure you know that, you know, we, we talk with a lot of artists on here, and, and the grind is everything right now because basically you've got to outwork everybody. So um, in this day and time, what would you, you know, can you tell us some of the grinding side that y'all had to do, especially at the beginning, you know, years ago? And I know it's different a little bit then than it is now, but what are some of the things that y'all had to go through?
1: To, to well, we had a car. Big, We went to the first gig in Memphis in my 72 beat up Cadillac, and Steve took his white beat up old Ford truck, and Donna, our sister, and her husband took a beat up Toyota, and that's how we got to our first gig in Memphis, you know. And uh, then we got a van. We bought a van and bought a U haul trailer and painted it the same color as the van. Mm -hmm. And then uh, later on, a couple of months later, Bought the old Statler Brothers bus, the 4104, (laughs) for twenty five thousand dollars. Oh yeah, our first bus was the tires (laughs) on these buses cost more than that now probably, and uh, and it didn't work. So we had to, I mean, sometimes we had to push start it, and (laughs) transmission fell out of it on the side of the road, and but (laughs) and it was we didn't have very many, couldn't afford to have. People set up our gear, so we drove the bus, set up the gear, mm-hmm. did the show, tear it down, sell a few CDs, hop in the bus, and take off. And, mm-hmm. uh, phew, uh, you know, then got some other newer buses as we made more money, hired some more people to do some stuff, had a plane at one time. So, you know, it, uh, but we did our share of, of, uh, two, two shows a day in those fairs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh traveling and doing what you had to do to, you know, get it out there.
0: because yeah, so I always like to grind. talk about on our show. And do I always like to bring out on our show, because I always like to bring out the grind side on our show, because I think a lot of people, they step into this music business, and they think, well, I can sing, so therefore I'm going to make it. And they don't realize, you know, that the glory side comes spewing between the grind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's you know it's human nature, but and we we weren't necessarily thinking. I mean, we were just so happy to be getting together and being able to sing and make a little money and be able to do mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. yeah, we could see people on TV, and we knew that there was you know people having hit records and and mm-hmm. uh, but we thought, well, boy, it'd be great to you know be able to do that, and we were fortunate enough to be able to eventually. And mm-hmm. but it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, shoot for the stars. You know, hope you hope you make it. And you know, but it's uh, it's kind of like ball players. I mean, there are just a small percentage of ball players that make it in the major leagues. You know, yeah. small percentage mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, football players make it in the pros. A small percentage of golfers make it on the PGA tour. That's just
0: that's <laughs> just the way mm-hmm. of the world.
1: You know. Now,
0: mm-hmm. now with the PGA tour, I think if you can get in that circuit. You know, I, I couldn't believe how much money's made even in the 77th spot. And he, right. We're sitting there looking at the payout, and you're like, man, if you can just get on the circuit, you know, it's just for that four days, you're like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars <laughs>
1: 20000 It's pretty good payday, yeah. Yeah, but getting there, <laughs> get there is a yeah. problem, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat>
3: throat>
1: I, I'm I'm getting hoarse. Y'all about to, re- <laughs> uh, about to lose my throat. I'm sorry. Oh God. <laughs> uh, well y'all take can, what, y'all, Um take it away. Uh, <clears throat> play a record
0: So What um you know what? We'll play your that's perfect. We'll we'll get yes, a quick we'll commercial take a break. break and, 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 mm-hmm. and and then we're gonna um play the song Houston and then we'll talk about that. How's that sound?
1: Okay.
0: Wait, hang hang on the line. All right.
2: Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at the thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry.
3: Outboard Blue But
1: here I am in Houston And I'm
3: one day closer to you It
0: was uh, m- ranked among Billboard's 100 Greatest Country Songs of All Time. Is that not awesome?
1: Well, I'd have thought all the gold was, but that's interesting. But uh, that's very nice, you know. That's great. <laughs> but I'd have figured all the gold. If we had one, it'd be all the gold. But anyway.
3: <laughs> there you go. So tell us a little it's bit nice about that. have all,
1: one of them in you know. Say what?
0: Tell us the story behind, you know, Sigourney, so, so tell us the story behind that song.
1: Uh, I don't know if there is one other than just, we did the Houston <laughs> rodeo several times, and I think Larry just finally uh, yeah. decided to write a song about, oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <clears throat> it, I remember now, Larry was writing a song called, uh-huh. Cheyenne means I'm one day closer to you. You know, like the Cheyenne Frontier uh, Rodeo.
3: Right. And mm-hmm.
1: We heard it, and I think it was Steve that said, hey, man, we're going to the Houston Rodeo next week. Why don't <laughs> you change that to Houston means I'm, you know, one day closer to you, and let's put a little Western swing beat to it. So that's what we did. Oh, wow. It worked out a lot better than yeah. Cheyenne
3: means I'm one
1: day <laughs> closer to you. You
3: know, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we
0: love to hear the stories behind the songs, and always interesting stories. You just never know what story is going to come out.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. great. There, you know, a lot of great stories out there about songs and stuff like that.
0: Now, one thing I like to do on the show that I think needs me need, always needs out to come out, and as you, as you know, the team of people does not get enough love, and I always like to show love to the. People that help support the artist And so I always like to give a couple minutes To each artist to kind of talk about The team that helps them be who they are So if you want to if, if you have a few people you want to talk about a little bit You can talk about them who help you be who you are
1: Not really I don't care about talking about them It's all about me Let's talk more about me You're supposed to laugh That's a funny Thank you for laughing
3: <laughs> Who cares about them Oh, yeah, we've, had some, <laughs> that funny. we've
1: had some great people through the years, you know, from band mm-hmm. members to, uh, I mean, the secretaries in the uh, offices that uh-huh. keep everything together and, and uh, musicians that played on the records and some producers. We produced a lot of our stuff, but we used some producers in town here and um, mm-hmm. radio people and people like yourself that played the records, people, producers and executive Directors that had us on TV shows, when uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and great agents. You know, Marty Klein was a great agent APA in LA, and he oh, uh, he he could call Freddie DeCordova at the Tonight Show before we ever really mm-hmm. had n- before mm-hmm. anybody knew who we were, and he and he'd say I need these boys to be on the Carson Show, and and he was that big of an agent and that respected yeah. with the entertainment business. They, Fred DeCordova said okay, and then after we. Hit it off and hit it off with Johnny, and and I had a great spot on the Tonight Show. It was every three or four months had a new single. We're back out there doing the Tonight Show, but we had to get there the first time oh, that uh, Marty yeah. Klein did that, and uh, you know, Dottie West who brought us to Nashville in the first place brought Larry to Nashville in the first place.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, loved that lady. God rest her soul. Johnny and June Cash yeah. took us under their wing, and you know. Oh, wow. Well. Did, some, did some shows with them and kept Larry and Janice from starving to death when
3: first came to
0: town.
1: <laughs> I mean, the list goes on so and on. Tell and us on. a little made... bit
0: about Johnny. You know, Johnny and June intrigued me, and here's why. Um, I went through 19 years of addictions until 12 years ago, where I feel like God healed me from. That that, but the first five years of our marriage was really hell on my wife because of that. But she always uplifted me. She knew that I could get through this. She, you know, she did everything in her power to love me in spite of the addiction. And so when I hear Johnny and June's story, I'm sitting there like that is us in a way. Yeah. So tell us what what that relationship was like since you were there.
1: Well, I mean, it was I wasn't there. All that much. I mean, we were around them quite a bit, but, yeah. it, uh, you know, they yeah. were a very loving couple to each other, and she uh, loved him through his uh, in, uh, insecurities or, or shortcomings or whatever you want to call them. I'm sure, you know, she had her mm-hmm. that he put up with, you know.
3: Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, at,
1: uh, work, it worked. went hand in hand, uh, made a beautiful marriage, and that's what it's all about, supporting one another and
3: mm-hmm.
1: uplifting one another and being there through the the bad times. Uh, you know when, when your <coughs> world falls apart and uh, mm-hmm. broken hearts and victories and defeats. And, oh, it's life, man. That's what a great marriage is all about. <laughs> most def- Glad for happy for you You know, most
0: y'all. definitely. get well, thankful yeah. you.
1: Know,
0: October will be eighteen years that we've been married and stuff. And,
1: and I it's was not, happily married for ten married. years. Ten out of fifteen is not bad.
3: <laughs> there you them? go. Cheers, to <laughs> folks.
1: Try the veal. Be here all week. Try the veal. <laughs>
3: oh, <my> Roads
1: going. <coughs> you know. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Now, now for me, it was probably happy those first five years, but it was rough for her. So, so for me, it was like it's almost eighteen years of bliss. But for her, it was oh. it's probably been the last ten year, ten to Tell twelve it on, years brother.
1: of brother. <laughs> <on>. Testify. <laughs> well, God bless. You. <laughs>
0: well, she's my angel
1: miss sandy yeah oh thank you god
0: loves and you know what what's great about this whole thing the show we the show's kind of like a family affair and we've got an eight-year-old um little boy and a 17-month-old daughter but eight, our eight-year-old boy we always have him come on and ask a question to each artist because we are a family affair <laughs> and um so we're going to get him on. but And when Caitlin gets old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show, too.
1: All right. Well, let's get to that, then. Where's your okay. son? There? Is He's he going gonna... yeah, to ask a question?
2: Yes. He's going he to ask a question. He's going to ask one question. Hi, Woody. What's your favorite food?
1: Chicken fried steak. Mm, <laughs> that <laughs> sounds good.
3: <laughs> and lots of gravy.
1: <laughs> well, he potatoes, loves gravy. Black-eyed peas. We cornbread. That's a Texas thing. We we in Texas, we can chicken fry your tennis shoes and make it sound, make it taste good. Put a little gravy on it. How
3: are you doing there, your and man? And what is yours, look, Chris? Pizza.
1: Pizza. That's not a bad choice. I love pizza. Yeah. How old are you? Eight. All right. Think you'll make it to nine? All right. Sounds like a good boy. Because if you'd asked me when I was eight, you're going to make it to nine, Rudy? I don't know. I don't know if Daddy's going to let me listen. (laughs)
3: Because I acted up. Well,
1: you know, I was, well, yeah, we did. We acted up a little bit, you know. But That's Uh, funny right there now. That's funny. God love you. Do what?
3: He said bye, thank you. Bye.
1: Bye, buddy. Take care. <laughs> Speaking of dad, I'm going to have to go check on Pops here. i got to take my dad and get a COVID test because he's got a doctor's oh, well. appointment, so you got to get a COVID test before you go in and have some uh, minor surgery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Sandy just went through.
0: She, so luckily, she didn't have to have a test, but she just went through a major surgery six, almost, I guess, about six weeks ago. Um, where she had to have a 14-pound fibroid pulled out of her. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, it's in. on
2: June 30th, so I'm, I'm I'm doing well now. I'm six
1: okay, weeks, good. Uh,
2: almost six weeks after surgery, doing well.
1: Well, good deal. God love you.
0: And I'm sitting there freaking because, again, she's my wife. You know, we've been married almost 18 years, and, and what a lot of people don't understand about us is we've been a 24-7 couple this whole time, you know, because uh-huh. we've always worked together. We've done, you know, when you see her, her, you see me, when you see me, you see her. And a lot of people don't understand that. And it's funny because we get put down for living this way. But what's funny is as we started this whole music stuff, because you're now our on 177 interview since January 3rd. But as we're interviewing all these people, we're learning that a lot of artists, um, have their spouses working with them within the um, their music business and all that, and we're like, oh, we found our people because people love that we are twenty four seven couple. Because there's a lot of people we know now that are twenty four seven couple, so it's pretty cool that we found our people here.
3: All right, good for y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? So what is so what is your songwriting process like?
1: Oh, I don't when have you much sit of, down, one of them. I mean, I'm not that prolific, but I've, I've written a few things. But just work on the chords and some, some lyrics will come to you. And You know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I hadn't written that many songs, so it's not a big part of my life. But I enjoy, you know, picking around. I've done that more so with, in the last few months than I mm-hmm. have in the past 30 years. Oh, you, wow. you get got more time to do it. And i got more yeah, time COVID to let has off, definitely
0: too. changed... You know, COVID has changed everything on that front. So, I was about to ask, you know, what hobbies you have outside of music, and I guess golf, golf. is one of them.
1: What other <laughs> hobbies do you have? <laughs> golf. Pretty much golf. <laughs> <laughs> I got time for other things. Yeah. I got time to go play golf. So that's what I do. Love it. Love golf. All
0: right. <laughs> I, you know, golfers probably don't really care for this, but we, I like to play disc golf. That's pretty fun.
1: Yeah, our drummer's into that.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: he's he's playing disc golf, so that's fine. Uh-huh. Interesting game, yeah. If you have as much fun at that as I do playing golf, go for it. You know,
0: that's what it's all about, right? Because it's about yeah. getting, getting in those woods. You know, with the disc golf, it's about getting in those woods. And even though, and yes, you try to make it in the hole, just like golf. But you know what? It's getting in the woods and just being you, kind of like a song, right?
1: There you go. Yeah, and we've been in the woods before, and we'll be again. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Obviously, not the So, hit it what in
0: song there. of yours? So, what song of yours would you say means the most? And I, I know every song's your baby, like you said earlier at the beginning of this. They're making babies, and then I've they're written some, songs. but you never heard yeah. them. We
1: had never recorded them. We've never uh-huh. recorded any of my songs. I might get around to that in a couple of years when all is said and done, when I go back to Texas and have time to, you know, work on my deal. I'm going to do a one-man show after this is all over. And that one-man show is basically <laughs> me getting up and telling stories and doing songs, talking about the brother's career. And, oh, wow. And then uh, mm-hmm. talk about recovery and family and then get into some of my songs. But I had really <clears throat> um, played that, you know, done that much with them. I'll do something with them later. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll talk yeah. about that later when I do them. That sounds great.
0: So um, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? Again, like you said, it's tougher now than even when you were trying to make it. But there's still things that, people, that artists do that help move them forward. So what advice would you give an artist who's just really getting their feet wet? Let's say they played maybe 30 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet there. And let's say that they've gotten on that stage, they've what like every stage bug, I mean, every artist says that, that stage bug where they just know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that person to help guide them the next two, three, four years?
1: Well, it's, it's a tough deal because I've seen that a few times with people that <laughs> just absolutely gave it their all and spent a lot of money and time, and it did not work out. The, mm-hmm. There's a big misnomer about, oh, if you believe strong enough, you can do anything <laughs> you want to do. Bull hockey.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: here to mm-hmm. that. Uh, huh? Got to have some luck there,
0: too. Huh? Yeah. Got to have some luck in there a little bit.
1: Well, luck or skill, or, put all that aside. Whether you had all the luck mm-hmm. in the world, whether you had all the skill in the world, whether you had all the mm-hmm. money in the world, whether you had all the a great voice and great songs, and well, that's the perfect formula, all those things, to make it. Well, guess what?
3: Yeah. I've seen
1: people who had all that that didn't make it. And a lot of times yeah. they don't have mm-hmm. some of that. They don't make it. But there's no guarantee. So you just do it the best you can for as long as you can. And then after a while, if it's working, great. If it's not working, which a majority mm-hmm. of the time, It doesn't work. You go do something Uh else. And that sounds like, well, gosh, you're such a downer. Well, I I hate to (laughs) see people spend 15 or 20 years of their life trying to do something, and then they stop doing it, and they got into something Mm -hmm. else, and they're going, Mm -hmm. gosh, this is great. I've got a great job. I've got a house. I've got a car. I can sing on the weekends, but I've got all this stuff, and I'm so happy. Because they're not fighting that fight anymore. So that's my advice.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, look, mm-hmm. I need to go get my dad and of... take him to the doctor. So okay. uh, it's been great talking to y'all. Appreciate you. All
0: right. oh, we
2: we, we appreciate definitely appreciate you it up. Today. coming on.
1: You bet. And we, pre-
0: and, we, and we look forward to having you back down the road.
1: All right. Yeah. Y'all All take right. care. <laughs> God bless. Be safe. Oh, thank uh, you. Too. Too.
2: Thank you so All right.
1: much. Bye-bye bye bye now. Bye.